Well, once again, thank you so much to everyone who has helped to put these services together. Uh, for Trail Bardell, who was our liturgist this morning, uh, Dan Holmes, who supplied and offered our special music, uh, for our praise team, who has been our, uh, our singers and our worship uh, musicians for this, uh, for Deb Ketzel, who was our, uh, who offered our prelude this morning, Gary Brubaker, who has continued to put our music together. Thank you for all that you've done um, as we continue to worship together. <clears throat> Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. We are in a new year now. Can you believe it? It felt like 2020 was like, I don't know, maybe 37 years. <sighs> And, um, you know, the new year or the end of the previous year is often a time that we all tend to do some reflecting, what we want to give up from the previous year, um, what we want to keep from the previous year, where we've experienced God and where God may be calling us. And maybe you've done that already. Maybe there's a whole long list of things that you'd like to get rid of from the previous year. And maybe there's a long list of things that you'd like to keep. And so this morning, as we worship together, we'll start our year centered in the wisdom of the star. Would you pray with me? God, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts be acceptable in your sight. O oh Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. <clears throat> All right, so a few years ago, I discovered um, Oreos make different flavors. And maybe that was when they first started doing some of these unique flavors. Um, and oftentimes they're only available for a short period of time unless they go really well and then they bring them back and you know the deal. Um, and so uh, when I first discovered these different flavors of Oreos, there was a social media platform called Vine. Um, and Vine was a platform that um, you had six seconds to make a video that looped. Um, so it was kind of like the pre-TikTok. Um, uh, so I would make these um, reaction videos, uh, my reviews uh, about these Oreos. And because there were only six seconds, uh, I didn't have time to go into specifics like, oh, the cream is very smooth, or, oh, I taste notes of acid in this. Um, it's not what, what I wasn't able to go into too much detail. Um, it was mostly just about my facial expressions. And um, I have a hard time concealing my facial expressions sometimes. And so uh, here's a few samples. It's an Oreo taste challenge. It's a firework Oreo challenge. Oh. It's a cherry cola Oreo challenge. I did, 47 seconds. Nope, so nope. Now, spoiler alert, most of these flavors they're kind of gross. Um, and looking at or smelling them, 
I don't know, there was always like this slight hope that maybe this one would be okay. Like maybe this was the one that was gonna be like the best. Is this gonna be the one that I eat like more than one bite of? Or what am I gonna do with this whole package of cookies that I couldn't even eat one bite of? What if it doesn't live up to the hype or it doesn't live up to my expectations? My nephew is eight. His birthday was this weekend. Um, and um, like many kids his age, he loves watching YouTubes and doing some of the challenges that are found in there. Um, and in particular, um, since I've done the Oreo challenges, uh, we occasionally have food challenges. Here's a couple of our food challenges. Hi, guys. Hey. We're going to try, try these dipped in yogurt skittles cheers cheers <laughs> i don't like them mm. do you really like them uh, not bad <laughs> emma already doesn't like them and she didn't even eat one pass it's a Lady Gaga Oreo challenge. Hi guys, I'm Landon. I'm Missy. And we're gonna be doing the Lady Gaga challenge. Oreo challenge, I guess. All right, let's do it. Okay, we got one. Mm, it smells pretty good. It smells like Lady Gaga. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers. It tastes like a meat dress. <laughs> You're too young to get that reference. What do you think? It's pretty good, Mom. I mean, it's not the best, but... Not the best. Good. Not the best. It's pretty good. I mean... So, sometimes uh, we don't agree on what's good or what's not. And sometimes he's a lot nicer than I am. Sometimes things don't meet our expectations and might be gross or better than we thought. And sometimes we might try and convince ourselves that it's really okay when everyone around us is really not okay with it. All right, so we've been talking about food challenges, but I mean, isn't that true about life too? Sometimes that's the way that life goes. And it's true for every year. And I think it's been especially true for this year. 2020 sure did not live up to the expectations that I had for it in January. I don't think it went anywhere any of us expected it. I mean, it was a challenge, right? And for the last few years, um, we've given star words for the year as a part of Epiphany. And they're words that are meant to help guide your year. And maybe you remember yours. If you remember your word or even have any reflections about what your word meant for you over the past year, feel free to share that in the comments there. Um, share your word or your reflections. Now, maybe your word 
met your expectations. Or maybe it helped frame or reframe your year. Or maybe the word that you had is just a complete question. Maybe you didn't have a word at all, or maybe you didn't even think that it was a big deal or it mattered. When I asked people about their reflections on their words, um, there were several people who said that their word for the year was flexibility, which let's be honest, that's a real 2020 word if I ever heard one. Someone else told me that their word was cooking and they said they had spent more time baking bread than they ever had in their life. Someone said, I had faithfulness. At first, I thought it was meant it was to be more faithful to something or someone, maybe church or Bible reading. And then it was revealed to me that God was being faithful to me. I only had to be aware of his faithfulness. Great is thy faithfulness, Lord, unto me. Another person said bravery. Their word was bravery about being scared, but going ahead and doing it anyway was my lesson for the year. And then another person who had the word building. Um, when we first talked, uh, she struggled to find out what it meant for her. And then later she said to me, aha, I literally had an epiphany. It's taken until the final day of the year for me to, to figure this out, but my star word building was about building trust in the ups and downs. I also built an understanding of so many fundamental things that relate to loving others. Even despite political difference, this particular issue smacked me in the face hard and completely changed my perspective. And I built an even stronger appreciation of my most real and genuine friends and the heart connection with my longest time friends. I also built a strong appreciation of those people who were there to look out for me when no one else was able to, not even myself. What word helped to guide you last year? This year, we also had the Great Conjunction. This year, for the first time in about 400 years, Jupiter and Saturn aligned. Now, I read in one of the articles about the Great Conjuncture, Conjunction that um, one of the times would have been around seven, and it would have been close to the time that the Magi would have been either looking for the star or traveling. So it was known as the Bethlehem star or the Christmas star. Now, when I went to go out and see the great conjunction, the star, I couldn't see it because of the clouds. And yet, I knew it was there. There's something about knowing that something is there shining brightly, even if we can't see it. I think there's a sermon in there for our future use, right? a star that shines in the night and reminds us that the universe is bigger than ourselves and that it shines even when we can't see it or maybe aren't even looking for it. The stars give us surprising gifts of wisdom. And you can't talk about the stars, especially leading up to Epiphany, without talking about the Magi in the church. 
So who are these magi or the wise men or the kings? How many are there? Trick question. We often say three because of how many gifts, gold and frankincense and myrrh, but there were at least more than one. We don't know how many exactly, but often their names are Balthazar, Melchior, and Gaspar. They came from the east. Now that's all we know. Um, when we sing We Three Kings, we call them We Three Kings of Orient, so that's where we think they came from. But scripturally speaking, we're really not sure. We're not sure. We're not sure how far east they came from. And they don't visit Jesus in the stable, but in a house. Not as a baby, but more like a toddler. So it was probably a couple years after Jesus was born. And although we sing the song, We Three Kings, they probably weren't royalty. Magi comes from magicians. So they're more like astrologers or tarot card readers, pagans. Not exactly some of those who you might think might be first in line to see the king of kings. And of course, their gifts, gold and frankincense and myrrh. I mean, gold is a pretty obvious gift. Uh, frankincense was an incense used often for prayers. And myrrh was a burial spice. Which, you know, are not super common gifts that we might give today. But they weren't completely uncommon then or unusual. They were really expensive gifts. And so these magi brought gifts, but they followed the star because they knew something was happening. It was kind of one of those once-in-a-lifetime kind of things. This was something that the Jewish people had been waiting for for way too long. The Messiah had been born, and things are about to change. Little did they know how much things were about to change. Little do we know. The wisdom of the star, it led them to the baby, to the Messiah. And then the wisdom of God led them away from Herod. So what wisdom do we get from the stars, from God, the creator of the stars? So our star words. It's a word that will give you inspiration or guidance for the coming year. And some of the words that are on the stars are action words. Some of the words are vague and large. And what you do with them is up to you. It was up to the Magi what they did when they saw the star. They could have stayed home, and yet they followed it. They could have ignored their dream, and yet they listened. What you do with it is up to you. My words for last year, um, I had two because we had two services. Uh, my words for last year were hopefulness and truth. 
And there were a lot of times last year that I really struggled to hold those two in tension, thinking, how do you tell the truth while still being hopeful? And also telling the truth that I wasn't always hopeful. I struggled like everyone else has for moments or even for longer. And there were refrains that helped me to be hopeful and also truthful. We belong to each other and we belong to God. We can do hard things together. And when I felt or when I feel like those truths are slipping away into hopelessness and despair, I take a breath and remind myself to be grounded in the spirit and in God's presence. There is deep hope and truth to be found. So just like any gift, like the gifts of the Magi, or invitation to follow the star. Take your word. Now we'll receive our words in different ways this year. Today at 11 o'clock, um, you can come to the church for drive-through pickup of a word and also for communion. You can um, request a word and pick it up at the church. You can make an appointment, call ahead to make sure someone's here, Spend some time reflecting on your word in the sanctuary or in the chapel. Your word can be mailed to you. Or maybe you want to make your own star. And so we can give you a word that you create your own. However you receive it, reflect on it. Let it influence your year. Let it speak to your relationship with God. Let it speak to how you'll make the world a better place. Let it be a gift to you. The Magi offered gifts to the baby who offered gifts to the world. So today, the wisdom of the stars offers us a gift to offer back to the world, to make change, to make things better to join God in making the world a better place here and now and for the future. May you carry what 2020 has taught you and work to make the world better. May we leave this behind the things that are not needed or necessary. May we leave behind the things that break our hearts or spirits and still carry the lessons we learned. May our cries of never again or not here be cries of action. May we look at one another as the human beings we all are. And may we respect and love and protect the dignity and sacred worth of one another. May we live with joy and work for peace. May we always hold on to hope and work on building what we hope for. May these gifts offer us opportunities for a new start. May we follow our star. I'll share with you a poem from Madeline Leingle called The First Coming. 
He did not wait until the world was ready, till men and nations were at peace. He came when the heavens were unsteady and prisoners cried out for release. He did not wait for the perfect time. He came when the need was deep and great. He dined with sinners in all their grime. He turned water into wine. He did not wait until their hearts were pure. In joy, he came to a tarnished world of sin and doubt, to a world like ours of anguished shame. He came and his light would not go out. He came to a world which did not mesh to heal its tangles, shield its scorn. In the mystery, the word made flesh. The maker of the stars was born. We cannot wait until the world is sane to raise our songs with joyful voice. For to share our grief, to touch our pain. He came with love. Rejoice, rejoice. Christmas isn't over, it's 12 days long because there's work for us to continue to keep following the stars that pull us forward, that remind us that hope is real, that love is alive, that we are part of this story that is being written of life and salvation. May we follow the wisdom of the stars and the one who made them. Amen.